Okay, good morning everybody. Good to see you all here today and uh, it's a pleasure to be here today and to be able to speak before you once again and uh, uh, looking forward to it and uh, um, a few weeks ago the Lord spoke to me one one evening and he spoke to me the word amplify and so I, I dwelt on it and uh, went to sleep on it and when I decided to start writing it um, I finally figured out what he was trying to tell me is how do you amplify me? And what he come up telling me was by your testimony. How important our testimonies about him are in our lives and how much it does for us in our everyday lives and in our churches and in our communities and everything that we do about it. Everything that we do for him and how much strength and power that we get from our testimonies, how much it blesses one another and it lifts up and it edifies the whole church when we testify about Jesus and what he's done in our life. It's, uh, we don't really realize, I think, how powerful our testimonies are and how much they mean. Um, there could be somebody sitting next to you in church and your testimony could keep, um, just totally change their lives forever because it can be such a word from the Lord and something that you share that the Lord has done for you that totally makes a difference. So we're going to look into this a little bit today. I'll try not to be too long because I know we're uh, uh, all probably getting hungry, but um, I'm going to start out by praying. So Jesus, Lord, we just love you, God. Lord, and I thank you, God, for this church, Lord, for this service, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just speak through me, Father Lord. And uh, God, anoint me, Father God, as I speak, Lord, and, and help me give a clear uh, description and, and testimony of testimony, Lord. That we love you and we praise you. Amen. One of the definitions for testimony is to make a solemn declaration under oath for the purpose of establishing a fact. And... Um, if you turn to first of John chapter 1 verses 19 through 34, I'm going to read you some of this. I think I've wrote, done this in the NIV. Um, this is John talking about John the Baptist. Now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you that we may give the answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the the way of the Lord. You see, John was already um, testifying about Christ and who he was and who was to come with Jesus. And uh, uh, he proclaimed Jesus before uh, Jesus started his ministry. And uh, so this is, um, this is a powerful thing here. And it says, as the prophet said, now those, were sent, uh, those who were sent were from the Pharisees. And they asked him, saying, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who is coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandals, straps I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. All along here, it's um, John is, is talking about Jesus and talking about 
the one to come and he's standing above you among you and you don't even know it but uh he's testifying about jesus preparing preparing the people for jesus to come and and take the uh, uh take the anointing and take the ministry from god these things okay i read that the next day john saw jesus coming toward him and said behold the lamb of the god who takes away the sin of the world this is who this is he whom I said after me comes a man who was preferred before me he was before me I did not know him but that he should be revealed to Israel therefore I came baptizing with water John saw, sees Jesus coming and he, he proclaims who he is behold the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world People hadn't met him. People didn't know who he was. But John is is out in the wilderness in his attire that that he is and what he's doing, and he's proclaiming the gospel. He's proclaiming Jesus before Jesus was that well known here. And then John bore witness, saying, "I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize." With water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son. Now this, in verse 33, he says, I did not know him. But this is what a testimony can do. There will be many people in the church or in the service of people that you talk to and share your testimony with that does not know Jesus. But your testimony about Christ and what he has done in your life and how he has changed you, how he has set you free, how he has delivered you from things in your life is an introduction to Jesus. And your testimony could be the one thing that gets them interested in finding out who Jesus is. Jesus is the son of God that came to take away the sins of the world. So even in a casual conversation, we may not say that much, but if we got a little testimony in there, don't, don't be afraid to share your testimony. Sometimes God might want you to share, share your whole testimony concerning your salvation. He might want you to, to humble yourself and tell him what all that God has brought you out of. Tell him how he, uh, you was, uh, destined for suicide and, and he come and, and, um, and he delivered you from that just when you was about to end it all. Somebody come to you and uh, spoke to you. He sent somebody at the right time. Testify about what Jesus has done for you. Testify how you was about ready to lose your house. And all of a sudden, unexpectedly, a check comes in the mail and you open it up and it's just enough to, to pay your, your payment, your house payment. I've heard so many testimonies about this in my life. It's, it's unbelievable. So it has to be true. It's not just something that somebody makes up because I've heard it way too many times. So your testimony, just, just testify what he's doing for you. Testify about how the, you almost had a head-on collision this morning, but for some reason, uh, God almost took the control of the car and still drew around it. I've heard that many times in my life. Jesus wants to protect you. He protects you wherever you are. And uh, so we got to just testify that. Testify when you was on your deathbed and, and didn't think you was going to live and, uh, and, um, how somehow God brought you out of your deathbed and, and he, you're home now and you're doing well and, uh, you're back to going to church, you're working, you're everything. 
uh, testify about that. Don't be afraid to share that with people. So, you know, sometimes I think we ought to go around the streets just testifying out loud what the Lord has done for us. Look what the Lord has done for me. Look, he healed me. He turned my life around. He set my feet on higher ground. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. That's what the Lord done for me. And he can do that for you. Testify of Jesus Christ and who he is in your life and what he means to you. There's no other name under heaven by which man must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus. He is the way. He is the only way to salvation. He is the redeemer of our life. He is the one who loves us on the cross and died for us. Jesus is hit. We have to stay Christ-centered in our life. Everything that that we go about doing and everything that we, we talk about and all of our actions, all the plans that we make for a ministry, brother has to stay Christ-centered. We, we can't go outside of Christ when we're, when we're planning to do everything. Make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Make sure you're, you're with Him. Make sure He's on your side, which we know that He is. So just don't be afraid to testify about Jesus. Just, uh, just like I said, just the one word testimony I've heard before has changed people's lives. Isn't it so exciting? Do you even realize what you're doing when you testify? A lot of us don't. We take it for granted. And a lot of us are like, I would like to share my testimony, but, but people don't want me, uh, want me to bore them with, with this kind of stuff. Yes, they do. You have to do it. You need to do it. That's why God's testimony is so powerful in our lives. That's why we have to testify. Praise you, Jesus, Lord. Lord, I testify of you. Let's look at the uh, number, another definition of testify is to make a statement based on personal knowledge or belief. Bear witness to serve as evidence of proof. Now you take a look at the woman at the well. You know her story, how she was bringing her water pot to get filled and she runs into Jesus at the well and Jesus tells her about all the things she had ever done and tells him that, tells her that he is the living water and, and then, um, then she left and she left her water pot. And she, well, first she said, the woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Jesus is testifying about himself here. He proclaims who he is to, to this woman. And then the woman left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the man, come and see a man who told me all things I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. See, she had personal knowledge at that point. She didn't know who Jesus was. She didn't know who this man was, but but she said, this, could this be the Christ? She was, she met this man and after their conversation, she realized that this, this could be the real deal. And then she goes back to the city and many merit, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who, who done what? The woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there for two days, and and many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Now she takes her uh, testimony back to the Samaritan, to the village, 
and tells them about Jesus and about and the things that he told her. And many believed on him. But then after that, they ended up proclaiming Jesus is the Christ of the Savior of the world because of what what she had said and what the, he had done in their lives because many of them got saved while he was there for two days. So one woman's testimony of one little encounter with Jesus changed her lives. She became a witness for Jesus. She went back and shared Jesus with the rest of the village and many of them became followers of Jesus. And then Jesus come and stayed and many more became followers of Jesus. This one testimony of Jesus and what he has done in your life and what he has spoken to you can save many, can save multitudes. So we're doing uh, Jesus such a disgrace. Um, we dishonor him by not sharing our testimonies. We have to be willing to stand up. We have to be willing to stand up in your schools, in your workplace, in your church place, out on the street. Anybody that you encounter that um, that you can share with, you have to share your testimony, guys. To express a com- uh, conviction in Christ, we must stand firm. How do we stand firm? See, we will be challenged by people who don't believe and those who will challenge us. They will ridicule us and mock us. We have to stand on God's word and use and use our testimony. So how do we stand firm? There's actually the Lord gave me something after I finished my message when I was just looking at it this morning. This is Ephesians six thirteen. This is the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in the place, and with your feet fitted fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith uh, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the devil. And finally, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. You see, the enemy doesn't want us to testify. He comes against us wanting us to um, uh, disappear off the face of the earth. We do, he doesn't want us to talk about Jesus. He doesn't want us to live for him. And um, so this is, uh, this is what we can stay, say about this. In Revelations Twelve eleven, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony and they did not love their lives to death this is the war into heaven when Lucifer got cast down and it goes on later in this to say they over how did we overcome the enemy we 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 put on our um our armor and we plead the blood of the lamb and by their testimony, they did not love their lives to death. 
testimony, 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 testimony. I got a little bit off track here, so I'm trying to get myself lined back out. Um, you see, there are people searching for the truth. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, people are in prison by lies in their life. They're in prison by the lies that society has told them. They are in prison by the lies that the devil has talked to them and told them and convinced them of. And um, they are hoping that the truth will change things in their life. These are the people who are searching for truth that that we can make a difference in their life. If they're, if they're searching for a truth, for the truth and they hear the truth, they have, we have a good chance of reaching them and at least being able to, to talk to them about Jesus and, uh, uh, share the gospel with them. If they're people that are, or that are seeking from the truth, um, or they want something real in their lives and they're, they're willing, I think, a lot of times to, to, to make a change in their lives where they have, wasn't before instead of being all, down and gloomy and uh, seeing no way out and being discouraged and being despaired. Um, when they hear the truth about Jesus through our testimonies, it just, I think a lot of times it flips the switch in the mindset that they have, knowing that there is something better than what they're, or, or what they're living in and what they're talking about. Remember, the demon-possessed man in the Gadarenes had had a thousand uh, demons in him. And uh, uh, Jesus gets off the boat and he walks up and um, the demon-possessed pleads with him not to, not to cast him all the demons into the, to the water. And they jump, into, um, they jump into pigs and they go over the cliff, you know. And the, but then after that, a conversation that Jesus had with him after he was cleansed from all the, the demons. He said, the demon man wanted to go with Jesus, but Jesus said, no, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And when he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city, what great things Jesus had done for him. First thing he does is proclaim what Jesus has done for him. How many times in our lives do does Jesus do things for us and we never tell anybody about it? We hold it in. We don't use it. Every little thing that he does for us is a testimony. Guys, sometimes I think we need to, um, I don't know, stand up and it's out of, it may be out of context, but jump up in the servant and say, hallelujah, Jesus set me free last night. You know, I, I think I'd be all right with that if I was preaching and somebody jumped up and hollered what Jesus done for them. You know, I'd probably get a little bit excited and it would get the, it would spread among, among uh, the people, the rest of the congregation. That's what you do. Hallelujah. Jesus set me free last night. And then brother over here goes, hallelujah. You know what he done for me last night? He saved me. He turned my life around. He set my feet up on the higher ground and it begins to spread. And, and the, the, uh, the excitement of what Jesus is doing can spark such a flame it can ignite a fire within the congregation because when we testify of him we know that it drives the enemy away from us and then after that happens we seems to to loosen up things within the congregation and we're like we're we're free without any um, constrictions in our in our life to to proclaim who he is 
Don't be afraid to get excited in church, guys. If we can't get excited in church, we, we can't get excited anywhere. We can't. We can't. So when you're in church, when you're in service, be obedient to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And anything that he tells you to do is from him. If it's from him, it's okay. It's going to ignite something else. It's going to help somebody. That's what church service is all about. Doing what he wants us to do. Obeying the Holy Spirit and listening. We have to do that, guys. What a difference it would make in our ministry, in our church services. When we had that freedom that we knew that we could get up and testify about God, that we proclaim his name. I tell you what, I know Pastor Child was preaching. As people started doing that, it's going to set him on fire even more. And he might, he might change his old, his whole sermon. I've seen it happen before, Pastor. You forget about your sermon and you just light up Jesus. For the rest of your sermon, you forget about it. I've seen it happen before, and what a powerful thing it is. Sometimes not to say so strict to our sermon, so strict to our schedule in the ministry, and we let Jesus have his way. He has to have his way in the service. We have to let him. And then, oh, what a testimony. Oh, get home, bring this sister so-and-so. Whoa, we had a powerful service today. The, the, the anointing and the, and the power of Jesus was so strong, the pastor couldn't end up preaching. And he got up and, and he started in on something else. And it just floored us. And, and people were running to the altar for salvation. And people were crying out for the Holy Spirit to come in their life. Oh, and oh, brother, you should have heard that man. And preach after he put aside his notes and he just let Jesus take a hold of his life in the service and oh my gracious hallelujah you should have been there if you can listen to it I think I might have it on video you need to open up the, your your uh, your computer you need to type into that and listen to what God done in this service you see it's testimony 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 hallelujah you see I'm I'm getting I'm getting excited I'm, I'm about ready to, to dance and shout here this morning uh, hallelujah. See, that's, that's what we do. I'm testifying. I'm testifying through you through a sermon. How good Jesus is to me. How good Jesus is to me in, in my life. How good he's been to me in my marriage, in my home. And how he saved me from sickness. And how that I'm still able to stand with the medical problems that I got. And get up here and proclaim his name. You see, I've got on the armor of God. And it's protecting me from that. See, if I felt do, if I'd up here and done what I felt like doing, I would not be up here. But the power of God will come up on you when you do what you're supposed to do. You come up here and you grab the mic and you testify Jesus and you proclaim who he is. Hello, can I get an amen in this house? Hallelujah. Glory. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Woo. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I went and I had a, a, a husband, a friend of mine, uh, was just volunteered to do some things to work. He had some rules and things. He had some things that, that he wanted to do for some of the stuff that I needed for a business I started. And so I went in there, and they were working for the whole thing. And he didn't charge anything, you know, and I was telling him, hello, and uh, thank you very much. And uh, we sat down, and I was getting ready to to uh, leave, and I went up just in the back of their own the face the face of the place, the place of their where the anyway, the um, and we were walking back to the house, and I thought it was going to be uh, a spring that was lying uh, on the floor, and I said, I just, I just said, no, 
to part of uh, which? He's lost those keys, and he said, "Come, take, show him." So we went in the house, and he said, "I showed him the keys," and he said, "I've been trying to to get those for like two weeks. I've lost them. They are so important. They're the keys for the uh, for where I keep my uh, my guns and my my the the." Uh, uh, for the, the money that I keep in my house, my house. And he said, how did you find this? How did you find this? And I think it was just the, the blessing of Amen. the Lord. Amen. And he said, you don't know this, but all this afternoon that you pay, you, you were, were uh, I, that I was working for you to help the, what you needed, that, uh, that is completely uh, you know, you you don't care over anything for that I've done you. It's worth more to me that you found those key for me, and that was something that the Lord just totally unexpected. And I know it was the the help of the Lord Amen. that helped me pay for Him. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Margie. Jesus, hallelujah. Isn't he good? See, I see what happened there. Margie, she had something she wasn't going to speak. Now, Margie's a good speaker, fluent speaker. Margie, you struggled with getting that testimony out. You're talking about a battle. See, you was, you was having a battle with the enemy right there, girl. But, but you broke through it. And, and then, and then he seems to have left and, and it opened up the, opened up the floor and they spoke so well in their testimonies. See, see, that's how it works. So I thank you for that, for that, guys. I appreciate you standing up and doing that. 
So I'm going to try to cut this off. Uh, Ryan, if you want to come up, just remember, I know this was kind of short, but I wanted it. To, uh, this turned out nothing like I thought it was going to. So uh, thank you, Jesus. But I just want to testify and thank God for, for giving me a word, for giving me a message, and for doing so much more with it than I am a, a, anywhere capable of doing. Because I'm not capable of much in my, and as a man in my flesh to do this. And the Spirit of God can come on my man and anoint him and change the message completely. And I just want to thank him for that. Um, and I just, um, you see, your change, your testimony changes your lives, changes lives in today's world all over. And it can, your testimony can save lives for eternity. That's the big one. Save lives for eternity. Jesus died for us and we share that. And we testify about that. And these people live for eternity with Jesus instead of going to hell where they'll be tormented by flames. Hallelujah. You know, because the truth is the truth. And um, testimonies has been on my heart to preach a message on it for two years, at least two years, but it never has been the right time. And I keep, Lord, is this the week? No, not yet, son. And finally, he come to me and told me when it was time for me to preach this message. And he gave me the word for it. And I just thank him so much for that. Because see, it, like pastor said earlier, it's hard for ministers to preach a message Especially when you um, you preach one like this, or you preach one like the other pastors has been preaching, standing firm on the word of God and letting that be our basis for everything that we do in this ministry. You're talking about spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle when your church and your pastors are preaching the truth and preaching the word of God. So, like he said earlier, I just think I just think these pastors, I think this ministry that allows men to get up and preach the word of God and preach the truth. It's a powerful thing, and it's so so needed. And there's so many churches that it does not allow that. They want it to all be sugar coated. They don't want you to talk about the blood. They don't want you to talk about anything that may hurt somebody's feelings or make them not feel good, you know. But that's not what we do here. And and um, I know that God is gonna He's gonna bless us for that. The numbers might be down a little bit today, but but there's something coming. Guys, I'm going to testify that right now that I just feel that in my spirit that there's something bigger coming. And he's preparing us for that day and for that time and for that season when he's going to come in and things are going to start to change. And I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I don't, I don't, he's going to do it somehow. So I just thank you for coming. If you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for boldness to testify, come up and we'll pray for you. As Ryan, as Ryan worships and leads us in worship, just let the Lord have the way with you and in the service. Amen. Well, it's a... Food's not going to be here to one, and it's 25 till, so I just wanted to, if somebody had a testimony they wanted to share and they just didn't step up to do it, I just wanted to come back up and give you that opportunity. 
so uh, you have an open mic if you want it. If, if not, that's okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to testify for to the goodness of the Lord. You know, last week we were not in town and we could not make it to church because my wife and I we went to Texas trying to go for a ceremony with some people from our country. And when we had that celebration, when I turned and I looked at my wife and I was like, I think I miss my real family. That one was a family because we are from the same country, but I saw about 200 people. But I said I really, what I really missed was this family, the family of Jesus Christ. And I was like, I'm not regretting not even going anymore to any of their celebrations rather than staying with the family of Jesus. And I'm so blessed that my family has found this family. And I know wherever God is going to take us to, we shall always be together. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you for that. I've got uh, cold tears all running down my head and my neck, and and it's uh, that was awesome. Anybody else? Okay, I just uh, we will pray and dismiss the service then. So Jesus, Lord, thank you, Father, Lord, for who you are in our lives, Father God. God, and we thank you, God, for testimonies, Lord. We thank you that you're so good, you're so awesome in our lives, Father Lord, that that we have something to testify about, Father Lord. They're living for you, Father Lord God. We have many testimonies, Father Lord. And God, people who doesn't know you, Lord, in their lives, Father Lord, what do they testify about? All they can do is maybe brag on the toys that they got, Father Lord, but it's not a testimony, Lord. It's just something of the flesh, Lord. When we testify, Lord, it, it's spirit, Lord. It's the Spirit speaking out of us, Father, Lord God, and I thank you for that. And I just pray that every member of this congregation, Lord, and everybody that's on, that listens to this or watches this online will take this opportunity and just let this message speak to you that every time a circumstance comes up or, or an ability to testify, a reason to testify, Lord, that people step up and do it, Lord, and start seeing the difference. Start seeing the difference in your lives and the difference in other work, other people's lives. Start seeing the difference in your workplace when you stand up and you share Jesus. And, it, you know, it can be contagious just like it was here this morning, Father God. And I thank you, God, for the contagiousness, Lord, of testimony. It's so powerful, Lord, and, and so misused, Father God, and not used nearly enough, Lord. It's overlooked and forgotten, Lord, in, in most churches, Lord, in circumstances, Father God. But I'm glad that your testimony is alive and well in us here today, Lord, and I thank you, Jesus. So, Father, Lord God, as we as we close the service today, Lord God, just be with us, Lord, as we as we uh, as we uh, take uh, part of the the uh, ceremony for pastors, Lord, Father God, and we eat the food, Lord, and we fellowship, Lord. And God, we thank you, God, that you just be with us today. And everybody said, Amen. <laughs>